With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, he's completely forgotten all protocol. I have an observation to make about the National Football League. I, I know you will. Well, it's, it's not. It's 303. I, was, I do them when I'm told to do them. I have an observation to make about uh, the National Football League. Okay. And this most principally comes from watching uh, more of the Green Bay-Pittsburgh game than I ever imagined I would watch. All right. It was an exciting contest it by was. NFL standards. Tackling is a lost art. That's my observation. Well, a lot of people would agree with you and blame that on the fact that there's not nearly as much physical contact allowed in practices and in training camps. These runners are squirming loose from tackles right and left. As violent as the game is, it struck me last night, they can't tackle. Uh, yeah, well, that's people have said that. Yeah. And Joe, to further your point... Yesterday, because mostly if it doesn't involve the Vikings, I watch the NFL Red Zone. So we're flipping from game to game to game to game to game. It's great. There was a play in the Kansas City-Buffalo game yesterday near the end of regulation. Buffalo was clinging to a six-point lead. The Kansas City player caught a pass, was headed you know, to save the clock, was trying to get out of bounds. The Buffalo safety went over the top of him, didn't even make contact with him, and was flagged for a 15-yard penalty because the referee thought it was a helmet-to-helmet contest. Yes, that was brutal. I saw that, and I was just going to make that point. One problem, Joe, is you, for instance, if you want to hit the quarterback, you got to hit him above the knees yep. and below the breast. That you basically, You basically have to hit him in the navel. Mm-hmm. But running backs, any type of uh, hit, Above the shoulders, they're going to call a 15-yard penalty. Sometimes even if it – if you know what they're going to start teaching? They're going to start teaching guys to throw their heads back because mm-hmm. the officials mm-hmm. see that. Yep. and Like like soccer. And, like yeah, they throw their and... head back, and people see that, and they throw the flag because they think it was helmet to helmet. Well, who's the who's the Green Bay quarterback? Brett? Uh, Brett Hundley. Well, he took a head-to-head from a Pittsburgh yes. guy last night who did not get called. For anything, uh, he did not get called for. All right, I missed that one. Yeah. But did, but what I'm saying is they have uh, shrunk the target area, not only for quarterbacks, but for everybody, any kind of hit. And the other thing you can't do is what Joey Browner used to do. Mm-hmm. Reach out and grab oh him and throw he was, him down. Of course, he would do that. He would have never played in the NFL. He would have been... He yeah. would have been banned from the NFL. The that horse was his collar. bit. That was the his horse bit. I would ban 
players who use their helmets to go head to head. I would say you're done. Sure. You're done. You're done. Yeah, well, they got it. The high schools in America, and I think the colleges to some extent, are trying to change tackling procedures to get the helmet and the head out of it and mm-hmm. wrap guys up with the shoulder and the, you know, and kind of pull them to the ground. And it's, you know, it probably is. Ninety-five percent as successful as just going in and burying a guy, but they, you know, they if they want if they want the boys, the the suburban boys to keep playing football, they got to uh, they got to do something. So I know it's sacrilegious to say on this side of the Saint Croix River, but I was really rooting for Green Bay. Not that it makes any difference; it they're dead. The Vikings are one nine. They they would have had. There still would have been three games behind them. So. Right, but would have made the game. Uh, what don't they have a game yeah. at Green Bay? Second to last week, I believe, would have been more interesting. The yeah. Saturday before Christmas. Well, the Green the Bay. Yep. Green Bay should tank. Green Bay hasn't had a real good draft choice, top ten type draft choice in a long time. Uh, they should tank it right now and go for a top five or six because they need some help. Well, there's speculation that Rodgers will play again this season, but he why? Won't, why they won't risk bring, it? If they're out of the, if they're, they're not in it, they got to can't. If play they're it. six and eight, they're not going to play him. Right. That'd be stupid, right? Yeah, so, I haven't seen you since you took off for Wyomania. Yes, we uh, won that game. Uh, we got beat uh, by uh, Fresno State. Uh, our quarterback, who could be a first round draft choice, Josh Allen. Uh, did not play. He got hurt the previous week. He did not play. And uh, let's say it's a considerable step down <laughs> to uh, the backup. Mm-hmm. And uh, they probably would have won the game with their quarterback. And then last week, they got beat by the worst team in the league uh, without Josh Allen. Well, so it, it was Wyoming. a disappointment. But the good news is it was 38 degrees. The sun was shining. And they kicked off at 2 o'clock. So you were done and, at a reasonable time. Because the last time I was out there... What we call the second to last ever time I was out there right. was uh, we kicked off at 8.30 in good. a snowstorm, that good. 15 degrees, and got beat 63 to 14 and had to watch, sit there for the whole thing because Mr. Ringlesby won't allow us to leave. It takes mm-hmm. the fun out of it. It kind of yes. takes a little bit of the sting. Then you went to your winter estate. We went to... Why, are uh, you not, why didn't you come home last night at midnight? Why didn't you pull uh, on that? Well, here's the problem. Yeah. I fly rookies. I fly. I fly this airline, <laughs> the hometown airline. The hometown airline. I almost said something. <laughs> I almost rookies' favorite airline. Okay, was, what say, was I going to say? say? You always say fly that. Sun Country. Right? Right, we can say that. And apparently, it was going to be much busier on Saturday and Sunday because the price structure was considerably higher than if you come back on Friday. I see. So I came back on Friday. Plus. I don't know what my complex's excuse is, but we got no heat in the pool. It's about 50 degrees. Oh, really. well, that's a shame. Yes. I mean, I don't know. Uh, they're probably still blaming the hurricane. They blame it for everything. Sure. So right. you could even go for a dip? Well, you could, but it was like jumping to oh, oh. it's it's like a fundraiser when you yeah. jump through the, <laughs> the uh, it's like a fat weatherman jumping in the water and with the polar plunge. It would have been the polar the polar bear plunge. Yeah, we gotta get something straightened out here. So But you had Thanksgiving at your Florida state. Oh, and it was uh, sumptuous. Mm-hmm. On Tuesday night, the bride and I went out to our favorite fish joint in uh, mm-hmm. Fort Myers. On Wednesday, we went to Skyline Chili. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, and on Thursday, the bride said, I don't want to do anything. So I made some very fine 
ham and cheese grilled sandwiches. Oh, yeah. for, uh, you can't beat there you got ham. You had a ham. dinner. Right. Yes, uh, we, we had that. Because uh, I admitted earlier today on the show that I think turkey's overrated. Mm-hmm. It's just overrated. I am not there yet in my life. Tasteless fowl. <laughs> F-O-W-A. I wouldn't say it's tasteless, yeah, it's but overrated. The rest, all the stuff that all you want's the middle part. Yeah, the legs, the and all that other stuff is thigh. Yeah. I, I'm I with you there. I don't know. I do like how. Where's the stuffing? Did that come in? Is that you know we had in? some uh, logistical issues that okay. uh, so we didn't the stuffing so didn't make it over. Everybody ate it all. Huh? But we it was it was a. It was a, it was a big hit. You're I thought dead. it was a little runny to tell you the truth, but it's, mm-hmm. we just needed more breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. Your Vikings won Thursday. I watched that. Yep. But I gotta say, I didn't. I didn't know until I looked at the scores this morning who won the other two Thursday games because I had no interest. Right. But I watched the Vikings and they uh, once again looked very impressive until they they led Detroit back in the game, but they were much the better team. So. Mm-hmm. And the quarterback was uh, looked great, and so. then Detroit blows it on a penalty at the end. So, well, they're uh, but we of course we're gonna have to, have to talk about it when we come back. But we introduced you to a new favorite brand of football last night. Oh, absolutely! Okay, I watched every second mm-hmm. of it. All right, just a moment. So uh, I'm a Canadian Football League fan, and I turned on the Great Cup yesterday. At five, Is that their Super Bowl? Yep, that's it. 105th, by the yeah, way, the yeah. 105th Great Cup. And I turned on the uh, the TV, TV at 5:10, and it's snowing like hell. And I text my guy Joe and say, "If you want football in the snow, turn to ESPN two for the Great Cup." Yep. Then that's all he needs to hear. He calls me back and says it's not snowing. But I, you must have been watching a replay apparently, or something apparently. because I said, hang in there. It's snowing. <laughs> and it was a pretty damn good snow the first half. It kind of lessened up the second half. Yeah. But Mark Tressman, you remember him. Sure, Mark Tressman. covered him. Back up for Tony Dungy right. at the U. Went to Moorhead State and for his last year. Was in training camp with the Vikings. And uh, he was up there with Montreal for five years. Won two Cups won two great cups and got hired by the Bears. Only lasted two years in the NFL. Kicked around, got fired as the offensive coordinator by the Baltimore Ravens. Didn't get hired until February, and the hell of a season starts up there in March. And he ends up winning another uh, great cup with the uh, Toronto Argonauts. So congratulations to him. Played in Ottawa. Played in Ottawa. They pick a site. It's yeah. not like they're going to the, they're going to the place. So last year they played in Toronto. It was frosty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, last night they had the snow, but it looked like it might have been twenty or right. so. Right. They uh, they last year I think it was like zero. Kenny Shania Twain was the halftime <laughs> yes. entertainment. Guess for how they brought her out. Shut up! I've been for, waiting for Royce to take a breath for the last eight minutes, minutes. so I could tell you that Shania Twain is from Canada, and they brought her out on a dog sled. Oh, yes. Yeah, and that's then so funny. You know, we get the Rolling Stones at the Super Bowl yeah. and give them three songs. Right. Shania did a concert. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she was about 40 minutes. 
Break it up, Shania. Let's go. It's halftime. I'm stunned that I'm this old, and just this morning I heard about the Grey Cup for yeah. the first time <laughs> in my life. Well, it's 100. Okay, I got to give you guys this. I can name all the teams in the CFL. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, BC gonna... Lions. Yes. Edmonton Eskimos. Calgary Stampeders. Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Toronto Argonauts. Montreal Alouettes. And... Uh, Hans helped me fill in the last one. Hamilton Tiger Cats. Oh, hats off, Suchi yeah. boy. Yeah, okay, yeah. I got to find this uh, last thing that somebody. Who are they, me. Pat? NFL rejects? Yeah, yeah guys that didn't, didn't even try the NFL. And how big is it? I mean, how many people were there last night? I, I mean, you know. Well, it's uh, Ottawa built this new stadium for the Red Blacks. And, are uh, they in the league? Yeah, they won it last year. Well, I didn't year. have that team. They won it last year. They're used called to, the Red Blacks? It used to be the Rough Riders. They dropped football, and now when they came back... Well, I missed they, that team, too. Uh, my mama said, quit naming CFL yes. teams. Right. <laughs> I used to be able to name every CFL team. The Red Blacks and the White Blues. Damn it, what did I do with this What are you looking note? for? Here it is. Right it's here. in my ads folder. Okay. The, Where's the, my folder? The Canadian, <laughs> the Canadian sporting press, unlike all the... Uh, Ass kissing lap dog jackasses. We now have in Minnesota. Yes. Wow. And other places. But he mostly still has a bunch of pranksters, right? So every year at the Grey Cup, the day before press conference with the two coaches, they had a guy named Jim Shaky Hunt, a local reporter. Up there, because Shaky, I think, like he's Every cocktails. Canadian has the nickname Shaky. That's awesome. Shaky Walter, Shaky Hunt, Shaky Neil Young. Every every year. <laughs> Neil Young. Young's name was Shaky. Shaky Shania Twain. Yeah. <laughs> every year, he would ask the coaches if the players were going to be allowed to have sex the night before the game. Oh, boy. Okay. okay. That became a tradition. I'd like to see Bill Belichick ask that question. That became a tradition, <laughs> apparently. Sex all the time. They all yeah. waited... They all waited for Shaky to ask the question, and then Shaky died. (laughs) Oh no! So now they have the Jim Shaky Hunt Memorial Sex Question (laughs) (laughs) that is asked by my friend Terry Jones, big Terry Jones from the uh, uh, Edmonton Journal, and he's been at it forever. Big Terry and Big Terry, Big Terry's big, not Shaky. And they just put out a special. They also properly honor their sports writers. They're celebrating his 50th anniversary. They put out a special section wow. in the newspaper. Really? But they anyway, don't do here. No. So Tressman had been there previously for right. Grey Cups, right? So uh, Jonesy asked Tressman if his philosophy had changed since returning from the NFL. And he claimed that there had been no adjustments dealing with millennial players and having sex before the game. The other coach, Dickinson, said. Uh, Dick, Dave Dickinson was the coach of Calgary. He said, well, you asked me if it has changed or not, so I'm just going to say it hasn't changed, Tressman said. Then Dickinson said, well, since we've both answered the question through the years, maybe I could ask you media guys if you are okay with having sex during the week of the Grey Cup. <laughs> you have a job to do as we play, as do our players. <laughs> 
And uh, Jonesy writes, as past president of the Football Reporters of Canada, we leave it up to each individual reporter, but there have been no recorded cases of it ever happening. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> they got a sense of humor yeah, up in do. Canada. I'm like, do. oh, we love our team. Elite, roll the boat. Oh, I think we're going to have to get into this whole turkey of the year mm-hmm. thing after the break. Mr. Roll the Boat. Uh, yeah, uh, was defeated uh, seventy to nothing over the last two. He games. could have made more yardage if they had been rowing a boat uh, yeah. against. Uh, and to quote Harrigan, his quarterback jump ship. He immediately. Wants, he wants off the boat. Yeah, I want yeah. off the He's boat. He's swimming to shore. Right. <laughs> so this is the first time that the Gophers have been shut out in back-to-back games since 1950. Really? To put that in perspective. I was five. Wow. I was a month after my fifth birthday. What did you say, And Sid Sid was 30. (laughs) Sid was 30 the last time he saw somebody get shut out back-to-back as a gopher coach. And you know who the coach was? Bernie Bierman, Mm -hmm. five national championships, and they fired his ass at the end of the year. Wow. He was one and eight. We had some standards back then. We fired him, and he'd won five national champions. The great You briefly want to tell us. What did uh, we do here? We gave him a contract extension. Yes, we did. You briefly want to tell us, uh, because you mentioned, Sid, why you named yourself Turkey of the Year. I have been contemplating for this very reason that I expressed. For several years, the fact that I've lost the war with Sydney. Every time. Because everybody's turned into a home. Every stadium. Absolutely. Every, every, mm-hmm. I have lost the war. Yep. I have fought it longer than you have. You went to the city side. Yeah. Uh, you fought a little bit, but uh, I was contemplating this. And then let's face fought it. Fought a little bit. It cost me a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's face it. Ten years ago, when the twins came over to our side, oh boy, Sid basically started threatening the twins with extinction. Right, yeah. they would never on the wrong sell radio a ticket. Station. They would, they right. would, they and someday they would come back. Someday, and I heard him tell myself, I heard him tell Dave St. Peter this a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Let's say what clinched it was when they announced last week or two weeks ago. That they were going back to the big neighbor, I said, "Okay, if, you I'm, lost. if I'm ever going to do this, uh, now's the time to do it." Mm-hmm. Well, hats off for you for all these years for not playing the game, for not kissing the ass, for bitching behind the scenes and not kissing the ass in public. Yeah, you're one of the few. Yeah, and what's it get him? Exactly. You still lost. You still lost. You still lost. But it did give us. You are a huge loser, Patrick. I want to tell you how Sid's changed. And hurry up! All right, we gotta go. All right, we'll be back shortly. But now, thanks to our friends. That's a cliffhanger. That's a cliffhanger. Well, you left us on the edge of a cliff. I gotta tell you this. 1950. Yeah. The Gophers got shut out back-to-back. I think they got shut out three times that season. Bernie Bierman goes 1-8. and eight. He'd won five national championships before World War II, and then he went in service, and when he came out, he was okay. But uh, Sid and the boys downtown, young Sid, mm-hmm. got together and fired Bernie, and they, they ran out Bernie. Right. 1950. This is where the response to the Gophers getting shut out back-to-back, okay? Yep. yep. And they they thought they were going to be able to hire Bud Wilkinson away from Oklahoma because he played for the Gophers, you know, and they, they did not. 
So the they, early Sid rules bring everybody back. So they got, yeah, but Bud Wilkinson won like 50 in a row in Oklahoma, right? But uh, they hired a guy named Wes Fessler, and he was a load, and it didn't work. But this time they get shut out for the second time in a row, and Sid comes into the office and says, I'm not going to write about the Gophers. <laughs> His th- theory now is, if it's bad, I'm not going to write about it. <laughs> That's what we've become in these 67 years of... Uh... In fact, didn't you address that in a tweet when Coach P.J. Fleck had asked, where yeah, is it? Sid? Sid, I got news for you. I was in the office and Sid was there in the middle of the fourth quarter. He bailed on you, P.G., PJ, he even got sick of your crap. <laughs> that was a Freudian slip that you were going to call him P.T. Barnum, the yes, circus right. uh, Here's John Hyde in the newsroom. Thanks, Joe. Partly cloudy and 60 degrees. Uh, speaking of P.J., uh, his quarterback, Demery Croft, is leaving the Gophers. He jumped ship, John. Yeah. Croft He's a- swimming ashore. Croft asked Coach <laughs> yep. P.J. Fleck for his release after Saturday's his loss boat, to he, he set down his oar. His he boat tipped in the middle of Mille Lacs, <laughs> and he swam for short. Croft started the final six games this season. He has two years of eligibility remaining, could transfer to another school. They have some discipline problems with him or something. Something go wrong. I believe. Naughty boy. I believe he might have liked a relaxing smoke (laughs) from uh, the rumors. Mm, They suspended him for two games. Mm. Like, uh, what is it, Uh, Lucky Strike? Means fine tobacco? Could have been. Mm -hmm. Nope. Timberwolves beat Phoenix yesterday, and they've got a busy week. Four games in six days. Really? Starts tomorrow night. Washington in town for a game at I the believe Target John Center. Wall is hurt, is he not? I think he? John Wall is What's out their name first. now? The Wizards? Wizards, yeah. Wizards. Or the Bullets. Had to get rid of the Bullets. Yeah. It was not, uh, not uh, politically uh, proper. Yeah. Wild in action tonight. They're on the road. That's at the Winnipeg. reason. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> News notes from today. Former Minnesota attorney. What about Redskins? <laughs> yeah, well, we still Indians. got that one. We don't care about Jeez. that. Amazing. Well, yeah, Mi- what the hell? We got po- we got a president out there who's talking about Pocahontas, so we can oh, stick uh, with the Redskins. I got more on that coming yeah. up. Good, I want to hear that. <laughs> Former Minnesota Attorney General and gubernatorial candidate Warren Spanis has died. He was oh, a man. Oh, he was a great guy. Great, God, great he guy. guy. He did a lot of uh, favors for me. Mm-hmm. He was 86 years old, elected attorney general three times, serving from 1971 to 83. Uh, he did run for governor in 1982, got the DFL party endorsement, but lost to Governor Rudy Perpich. In 1975, Spanish helped pass the state's landmark Gun Control Act with waiting periods and background checks. Gun control advocates then made him a target. They created bumper stickers with the slogan, Dump Spanish, when he ran for governor and made him a target, circulating pictures of his face behind a bullseye. Wow. After losing the gubernatorial race, Spanish never held. He helped me get a guy a pardon. That's how I got into really? the newspaper business. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, he he goes back to the time when the Republicans and Democrats could drink together at the Lexington. Right. right. <laughs> and, get right. and get something done. Yes, right. Residents along the shore of Upper Red Lake in Beltrami County are being asked to check their property for signs of two individuals who were last believed to have been fishing on the lake. Beltrami County Sheriff's Department says the individuals are a 29-year-old male and a 30-year-old female. We're also operating a Polaris Sportsman 500 camo SUV. 
The department is also warning residents in the area not to venture on the ice to help with the search as conditions are not safe. I was so on a, went, so uh, we think they went through or what? They're I was on a sure. lake over the weekend that had at least six inches on it. Really? really? Couldn't believe it. Where? Anchorage, Alaska? Just north. <laughs> uh, no, uh, in the Aiken area. Hmm. In Aiken. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. I thought he was going to say just north of none of your business. Tonight. Well, yeah, I was going to give it away, and then I realized that it's nobody's business. Yeah. Uh, no, I was just visiting a friend. Oh. Mm-hmm. Any other uh, personal? Uh... Cedar Lake? No. Not Cedar. Okay. Get your hand on a drumstick this Thursday? <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, Dad. I fired a dime for every that time I heard that this week. And then the uncomfortable laugh. That was weird. <laughs> Not. Sorry. Okay, Jen. President Trump is raising some eyebrows today. I'll say. Does indeed. He referred to Senator Elizabeth Warren as Pocahontas <laughs> at an event honoring Native American code talkers who served in World War II. Oh, my God. Trump's, that is wonderful. There's just no filter just at all. Nuts. Trump said, you were here long before any of us were here, although we do have a representative in Congress who they say was here a long time ago. They call her Pocahontas. <laughs> then he turned- That's it. This is fake news. I'm never listening again. <laughs> he then turned to the veterans and said, but you know what? I like you. <laughs> President oh God, made the remark us. in the Oval Office, standing beside three Navajos who helped the U.S. Marine Corps develop a secret code during World War II. He, of course, has repeatedly used that nickname to refer to Warren, poking fun at her claim of Native American heritage. Uh, it uh, it came off as a joke. The three code talkers though, did not react, and nobody in the room laughed. The president then also referred to White House Chief of Staff John Kelly as Chief. He's like the general and the chief. <laughs> Trump said during the event. He played golf with uh, Jack. Tiger. Jack likes him. Justin the day before. and Brad Faxon. Yes. We don't get a score, though. We don't know what the score is. Well, but uh, I, I did read that Dustin and Tiger played from 7,500. I read and, that, too. And Faxon and uh, Trump played from 6,500, and they played best ball. Yeah. Or, uh-huh. Because you're very, very special people. <laughs> you were here long before any of us were here. <laughs> Although we have a representative in Congress who they say was here a long time ago. They call her Pocahontas. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> I like you. I like you. You I know, like I, you, you could hear the pause where the oh, thought occurred to him. Maybe yeah. not. He exactly. heard the pause. Maybe yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. All he, he said, do, ah, hell, all he had to do was put the brakes on right there. <laughs> and you know, put the brakes on. Up here. But you know what? <laughs> he doesn't change one mind when he does that. No. He doesn't because the right. the trumpeters are still going to love him, and the others are going to still get it. It's like he has the option of not driving off the cliff. Yes, right. But instead of tapping the brakes or rolling, <laughs> he go. floors yeah. it, just <laughs> flies off the cliff. Mm-hmm. That was you're right, Kenny. That was ah, oh, to hell with it. Yes. <laughs> just, yeah. out of hell with it. Yeah. Yeah. What do I care? I came in with Pocahontas <laughs> on my mind. I'm using <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> Or it's like one of his staff oh. members just holds up an index card that no. says, you need to read Pocahontas. You need to mention Pocahontas no, during this I'm interview. I'm sure that he has eight people tell him, don't say anything about Pocahontas today, okay? Yeah. But he can't resist. And then you picture that guy just throwing up papers in the air like, oh, my God. He you know, he'd be a really good traffic reporter now that I think about it. He'll say anything. Yeah, right. You'll get through that minute.
A, a bad story around Christmas time, or any time really, a Norwegian reindeer herder no. says that freight trains have killed more than 100 of the animals on the tracks in the past three days. I hope Santa's got his... I believe that's true. Steed's ready. Mm-hmm. Torstein Optgel, mm-hmm. a distraught yeah. reindeer herder in Helgeland County, said that the worst incident happened Saturday when 65 animals were mowed down. What uh, nice. What are they doing out there? Is it heavy snow so they find relief on the tracks or and, what? I bet that's it. In the, uh, well, they're saying Optgel is saying the trains are also going too fast. They should slow down. Mm-hmm. You told well, me it's, it's not like they can the swerve. <laughs> are they killing the moose too? Nothing about moose in the story, just reindeer. That's my favorite Norwood Lilyhammer story was that uh, the story about the new train tracks that they put up there to the mountain for the mm-hmm. Olympics mm-hmm. were killing the elk, yep. and I find out the elk are the moose. Right. And, and it says to prevent the moose from going out of the train tracks, they were spreading wolf urine. Yep. Well, on the tracks yeah, to keep there you go. That's to good. The and my friend Bob Ford from Philadelphia called the DNR there, Norway, somehow to say, where do you get the wolf urine? And, and the guy says, from wolf? From the wolves. Yeah, the wolves. <laughs> <laughs> from the <de> wolves. <laughs> so we imagined a wolf beer party. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Hey. Just go right into up. this bucket. <laughs> Gotta go again. <laughs> and food service company Fazir launched last week what it said was the first, world's first, insect-based bread to be offered to consumers in stores. The bread is made from flour ground from dried crickets as well as wheat flour and uh, seeds. Uh, The uh, good thing about this, it contains a lot more protein than normal wheat bread. I'll take the wheat bread. Is there a real need for this, John? Is there really each a loaf, need for this? Each loaf contains about 70 crickets. Costs $4.72. This well, is in Finland? That's correct. Where was the uh, concessionaire that, in, was it baseball this summer, that was selling out of oh, fried, Washington, D.C. fried crickets? Yep. Fried crickets, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nance. Where's the FDA on that? Are they yes. uh, monitoring the situation? Mm-hmm. Is this guy just going out to a field with a net? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, uh, in November, Finland joined five other European countries, Kenny, in allowing insects to be raised and marketed. You've foods. never had a cricket, Kenny? No. Not on purpose. Either yeah. I've never seen one where I said, boy, that looks tasty. Yeah. <laughs> you ever get hit by one in the chest when <laughs> yep. you're on your motorbike? Yeah. It hurts. Yeah. You were in the Texas ballpark back yeah. when they used to. They would attack. They jump like up locusts. from second base mm-hmm. and bang into the window, and they were like lobsters. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They were jumping, leaping, two-pound crickets. They go bang. What right were the into... bugs in Cleveland that were, were those mayflies? I think those were yeah, mayflies. Yeah, the mayflies had yeah. come out. Yeah. In Arkansas, a couple who uh, once ate at Olive Garden every day for seven weeks mm-hmm. was naming their first child due in December. Olivia Garten. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> Justin. And, She's going to end up being a stripper. Justin and Jordan Garten of Fort Smith are Arkansas natives who grew up going to the Olive Garden. Wasn't, isn't the Olive Garden known for its lor- large portions? Isn't that part yeah, of it? Yeah, endless uh, breadsticks and salads. Mm-hmm. So, in I've other words, these there. are too hefty. Never folks, been stumped. So. No, they, they, they were. No. Never been stumped. They were, they were <laughs> on food. normal size. Were they big gals? Really? No, it's two. It's, well, it's a couple, It's Joe. a couple, a man and a woman. Yeah, but that could be LGBTQ. That's a good point. No, I, <laughs> I, saw, I saw a picture. It's, yeah. it's a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're both normal size. Uh, they just love Italian food, they said. 
Growing up in Arkansas, that's pretty much one of the only Italian places. Why don't places they go to an Italian restaurant? The, well, uh, <laughs> the Maplewood location's got a really killer bar. Really? Olive Garden. Yeah. You know it looks just, like the one in, looks just like the one in Bloomington. Alcohol I don't know how they bar? do it. Yeah. Sal- or salad bar. Yeah, the regular uh, alcohol bar. What about the one in Manhattan? Uh, same. Yeah. <laughs> looks exactly like the one in uh, Bloomington. <laughs> You're like my old man travels the country eating Perkins every stop. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny. Yes. Now, when you see copy with LBGT, yeah. do we now add the Q? Pat, oh, it came up on the show today. That, I've been making it show. up all my life, adding these initials. Yeah. Uh, Canadian Federation of Teachers. It's now L-G-G-B-D-T-T-T-I-Q-Q-Q-A-A-P-P. Are they, they're just having fun. Nope. They're just joking. They around. named everyone. We went through and they named yeah, what everyone, everyone. is. Yep. I identify as the second Q. That said, the first Q is questioning, right? You're questioning not sure? and queer. Questioning. Are the two Qs. The D is demisexual, yeah, like half. Yeah. Mm. What if you're just a dumb old white guy out in the garage <laughs> pounding on some steel <laughs> or fixing a motor? What, what, what do you? Yeah. What do you? Yeah. You're uh, just a dumb white guy. D W G. There was one that had D-W. dummy in it. Remember that we thought Demi. that was Ken? Demi. That was Demi. Demi. Dummy yep. sexual. Demi. Yeah. And then we yeah. thought the, the, the pansexual pan is probably a good cook. PJ Fleck could come up with an acronym. <laughs> oh, for, yeah. He could come up for an acronym for all of this. Forget I think he eats those letters for breakfast. Yes, he does. Forget about meat. I love yogurt. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good one. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> a homeless veteran who's received hundreds of thousands of dollars after he gave a 27-year-old woman his last 20 bucks for gas... As revealed, he plans to pay those donations forward. Marine Corvette Johnny Bobbitt said he's been overwhelmed by the generosity of strangers after Kate McClure's fundraising campaign smashed its initial $10,000 target. Donations currently stand at three hundred sixty thousand. What the hell? Okay, what was the story, Jan? What, what did he do? He, uh, she was, she ran out of gas, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and he had twenty bucks on him, and he's homeless. Yep. He walked out of the dark, basically. And gave her the twenty dollars and said, "You sit in the car. I'll go get gas." Well, wouldn't she have had a credit card or whatever? Uh, she didn't have anything. She mm. called her boyfriend already to come and help her. Oh, you know what? Uh, You're right. This story needs a good reporter because mm-hmm. I'm not believing this. Mm-hmm. I think the uh, homeless by the way, guy, such cynics, the man. homeless guy, is in cahoots with the lady, and they're splitting up this three hundred. Hey, did, uh, <laughs> is this Bobbitt guy any relation to the guy who got his Peter cut off? John Wayne. That, Wayne that, by that by the Arena Bobbitt. <laughs> that, that's not in the story. In the Oddly ditch. enough. That's they sewed that little guy back they together. They ever find it in the ditch? Yeah, they, they sewed they it back together. Hooked it back yeah. up. Huh? It was a little Just lopsided. Like... They had it turned the wrong way. Yeah. yeah. He Similar tried... to Sam Smithson when uh, he went to the snowblower. Yeah. 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 He's got a weird twist to yeah, it. It's out there. It's like looking for the Winter Carnival medallion. <laughs> he was, uh... When they were uh, putting it back on, they could have put a little extender in there. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, do you remember? He was involved in a couple films, shall we say. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, after they reattached John Wade, John Wade Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Surgical the porn industry well, not has surgical. that low of scruples that oh. they'd put a guy this, with a... This was before the internet, Pat. <laughs> yeah. They exactly. were looking for anything. anything How was the flick? Did anybody see it? Did yeah, she take it, it and drive it. around and throw it out the window? <laughs> no. Uh, if I remember right, this was done in their bed, right? Yeah, she right there. Yeah, yeah. but then she hurled it out yeah, on the street she, or I something. I thought she drove she? away and threw it out yeah. the window. A dog picked it up, walked down <laughs> the block with it, buried it in the backyard. Over the course oh. of the Thanksgiving weekend, we played Whoa. a game, family, uh, called Taboo. 
Yeah. And I, Gabe was, uh, Gabe and I were taking God, turns here. I don't, I'm not your family. And in this card, <laughs> having to play games. I hate games. I hate My whole games. family plays them. Drives me God crazy. Almighty. Trivial pursuits the worst thing ever happened to this country. Orange, 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 orange. No, it's not orange. No. Well, this one was worse than that because Lorena Bobbitt was the subject. Oh, no. And I skipped that card because I was not going to ask Gabe questions. My wife's, why did you skip that card? You're fighting, yeah. and I showed her Lorena Bob, and she said, "Yeah, there's no way we could explain this to him." So Why I would have done it. I would have asked the question. So you didn't tell Pat. So this was better than last year's game, where you had to do shots of fireball, and then when you had to respond to the wife doing dishes at the end of the night, what happened? <laughs> Won't you even just talk to me? I looked her in the eyes, cross-eyed, and went. <laughs> I was so I, I was so sad. I was so you were smart. You were smart. I, but I but how can your mouth not form the word no? I shook my head. I I, I, I copped out. Please, can't you even just say one word to me? <laughs> it was kind of a drunk. <laughs> you know, it wasn't just a no. We're gonna have to talk about that yeah. on the family podcast. <laughs> Family Podcast Episode 6 is out there. It's on Apple iTunes, the Family Podcast. Listen to the most messed up family on Apple iTunes. Episode 6, Daddy Does Fireball. I I did tell that story, yes. One other uh, homeless man story. This homeless guy, not as as nice, shall we say. A homeless man in New Mexico managed to get himself locked inside a Walmart. Is now accused of consuming and damaging merchandise. Good. 37-year-old George Sukow hid in a bathroom employees left and locked up the store. He spent the night eating chocolate and drinking soda, mm-hmm. then opened a pack of adult diapers, put one on. He then headed to the baby <laughs> supply aisle where he opened baby diapers, baby wipes, a pacifier, and a bottle. Oh, this guy's got a thing. I think there might be some <laughs> mental issues here, Johnny. His movement triggered an alarm. He was found in the store's bathroom. He was charged with commercial burglary, accused of damaging $156. Did, uh, never mind that. Diapers. Everybody wants to know if he used the diaper. Yes, did, did he, he use the diaper? That, uh, that's uh, not uh, that's part of the story. Kind of, I'm sorry. No, report. That's kind of reporting seems isn't be, what it used to be. That really kind of seems to be the point of the whole episode. I would think so. In other words, he and intentionally remained in the locked up there Walmart. you go okay yes intentionally. well the hell with them <laughs> i gotta find this button here we go you know what our motto is on the ride with racy we don't talk sports we teach sports and boy i got a lot of good historical stuff uh i found out under the surface i found out more stuff under the surface about what? Var- various topics the various topics that we're going to address, and then as I look into them further, I come up with the connections. Really? That uh, was that like the surprised even me. Shutouts that yeah, date that back thing, to 1950. 1950. I went through every gopher schedule going back to 1950 to make sure it was accurate. I'd heard that, but I didn't trust it. Did so they have looked, bowl games in 1950? Uh, not enough to matter. Uh, they, they had have the a Rose, Rose bowl? bowl. Yeah, 1949, they almost went. And then. Uh, 1950, but they did not, the Big Ten could not go to any Rose Bowl other, any bowl game other than the Rose Bowl until sometimes later in the 60s. So. Well, the, they, the, went the, in the, they went in the early 60s. They went in no, 60. No, no, no. I'm saying you couldn't, if you finish second. 1500 ESPN yeah. is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. The Ride with Royce is next. Hey,